This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Repeat, this is a test of the emergency podcast system. Disaster Girls is an unironic excavation of disaster movies with profiles as high as the tallest volcano and as low as the Marianas Trench. In order to ensure your safety and enjoyment, please remain calm and keep your ears locked on your hosts, myself, Jordan Gruciola, and me, Amanda Smith. Hello, disaster divas. Welcome back to the pod once again. My name is Jordan Cruciola. I'm Amanda Smith. And today we are delving back into the creature feature realm with uh, Stung from 2015. I would say a, a uh, bug disaster movie of surprisingly good visual quality. Yeah, I was, I was really pleasantly surprised by how good all of the wasps looked. Like yeah. that was unexpected. Yeah. And I, th- you got a lot of good close up encounters between yeah. people and the wasps. You really got a good look at them. You're like, wow, that's a real practical big ass wasp right there. Yeah. I would not want to see the warehouse where they stored all those things. <laughs> they, were, they were very large and very unsettling looking. <laughs> um, so am, I believe I'm on the summary for this one. Yeah. They, t- they tend to be a little tighter when you do them. So sure. I, yeah. Okay. I'll go for the summary for this. Uh, stung. Uh, opens up on two two caterers, uh, a gal who owns the business and her her employee Paul, uh, and they are going to a rich person's house to cater a kind of memorial dinner for a wealthy uh, man of the pharmaceutical industry who has passed away. And not too long into the evening, the speeches start, and then uh, some wasps that have been buzzing, or large wasps. Yeah, they start been, out very large, and yeah, then they just grow. That have been buzzing around, uh, make themselves a bit more known, and then it's like, wait, was he stung by something? What's going on? And then before you know it, wasps, by the hundreds, pouring out of the ground, overrun the party, and then we're in a survival situation. And seven-foot-large wasps are bursting out of people's body cavities. Yes. That's like, like, it's not just that there are wasps. They become very large very quickly. (laughs) And so, like, what what happens is the progression is that you get bitten by a wasp. Yes. Not stung, which was what caught me off, which surprised me, because it's not getting stung. Um, It's getting bitten. They they keep saying, did you get bitten? I think they mean stung, though, because the movie is called Stung. stung. I know, but, well, you, you don't consider a wasp bite. But Paul gets... At the end, Paul gets stung and he doesn't turn into a wasp. We're going to get into that. But here's what I, I have a thought on that. I have a thought on that. Because at first I was like, they're it. getting stung. But then I was like, no. But he also, doesn't he get stung early on in the movie? No, he, uh, oh, a leg, razor sharp leg goes oh, through slices him. slices him. Okay. Yeah, because they've got the big like pointy legs. Yeah. I, okay. No, we'll get back to Paul being being stung. Okay. Um, But yes, what we, we see in the sort of cold open of the movie, uh, as we are zooming in on the catering truck going to its destination, we see a little yellow jacket flying through the air and living its life, and then it is overtaken by a wasp. Yeah. And, like, tackles it to the ground. There's a skirmish. And then we see, like, a mutant wasp bursting out of the body of the fly. Yeah. And that's like, oh, shit, there are, like, demon wasps afoot. And they start as about being the size of a fist. But when they sting, perhaps bite, uh, people... It, they basically it, become the size of whatever they're inside of. Yeah, because like, yeah, with the dog, the dog one is smaller. Yes, so yes. it's yeah. They they infect uh, the host, and then a a wasp of equivalent size to the host bursts from its body, 
with all the uh, requisite gore that comes with that. A lot of wearing faces. Yeah, there was there was a persistently worn face on one of like the legs of one of the the one it of took our a trophy main antagonist wasps, which was a clever way for us to keep track of which were the antagonist wasps. I, <laughs> yeah. I actually enjoy. I was like, oh, it's it's like having a distinctive. It's like oh, the the shark that has the the scars on its face. Yeah, like, like the milky-eyed yeah. shark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I did enjoy that they were like, this is how you're going to know which one is which. This one's going to wear a face. And I was like, yeah, that is, given that 90% of the time I can't tell the difference between many characters, like that is actually very helpful. Thank you. <laughs> um, and the the first thing to really get into as far as like, you know, do we believe what's going on here, reality indexing this, is the characters themselves. Mm. And you have uh, the girl who honestly, I don't, remember them saying Julia. Yeah. I don't really remember anybody saying Julia's name I, except for the, except for uh, the maid. Yeah. She calls, cause she, who apparently has a preexisting relationship. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The maid at the house has a preexisting relationship with Julia who runs the little catering operation. And we Which learn is, is good because otherwise Julia couldn't expose it while slicing onions. Yes. So I was relieved by that. Cause I was like, how else will we know her trauma? We learn that Julia's kind of on her own with this business now because her father had previously been running it, but her dad is now dead. Such a necessary backstory for this situation. In case you're worried that like, maybe that's a thing we need to know about <laughs> for the entirety of this movie. Like the stakes for, is this dinner party going to go off without a hitch? Like none of us went into this movie with that expectation that that was where the stakes were going to lie. And so the whole time you're hearing her talk about like this party needs to go well. And I just, I, mean I'm worried that I'm not gonna do this as well as my dad and you're just like it, girl no one's gonna be talking about the food after this <laughs> it does it, it we whether or not Julia succeeds is is out the window pretty quickly once the party starts because yeah. of the wasp invasion uh but what it does help us to set up is Paul's character who is like a an archetypal benign douchebag yeah like a perfect example of that kind of layabout guy that your friend dates and he's always chill to you and he's not he's not like saying mean shit but you're just like god I wish she'd break up with him and and her excuse is like he's not a bad person you're like well I'm glad that's the only bar we have to clear here it's just kind of antagonizing like you need to relax you need to calm down and it's like yeah her dad just fucking died dude and she's like trying to carry on his business without him yeah and now you're just gonna be like you know I think you're like you're, you're you're getting a little too serious about this like well somebody needs to take this seriously Paul I'm just paying you. This is my ass on the line. He didn't. There was a question whether or not he remembered the wine glasses. Yeah. And he was just real chill about it. He was like, eh, I think I did. Yeah. He's and like, he, he wasn't he wasn't mean like, oh, wow, somebody's a bitch today. It was just like, ah, you're so stressed. I don't know why you're so tense. Yeah. It was like, maybe because somebody has to care about something, Paul, if you're not going to care about anything at all. No, but Paul, Paul is the quintessential dude who rolls up to your house and like eats all of the food that yes. you have in your fridge. Yes. Because he's dating your friend. Yes. Like that is, that is Paul. Yeah, that's Paul. Like Paul, Paul will always owe you money and somehow <laughs> never have Venmo. <laughs> As somebody who doesn't have Venmo, I, I get it. What? I get, yep. Yeah, but you're not, yep, you're not, not dirtbag Paul. I'm oh. not dirtbag Paul. I make up for it in other ways. Yeah. Everybody told me I had to get PayPal. You're like, you gotta get PayPal. I was like, I don't want to, I don't like this. And then I finally got PayPal. And that was right when everybody started using Venmo. Uh, like, oh, you got to get Venmo. I was like, I simply will not set up another form of payment. Yeah. That's I, insane to I'm me. I'm not doing it. Wow. So yeah, I, I don't Venmo. And it 
it, it hurts me more than most people. So if I'm you want to send Jordan money, you can yeah. send it to me. Yeah. I'll make sure it gets yeah, to her. Exactly. It shows how distant our relationship is, Jordan, that uh, I didn't know that about you. <laughs> it really is a part of this. It's become a part yeah. of the social fabric, Venmo. Yeah. I know you know my close friends based on who I Venmo. I, I 100% have, yeah, like I look through and stalk people I based be on who they Venmo. I will to my yeah. friends when they're having conversations about their Venmoing. Totally. I'm like, well, I'm yeah. self-selecting out of this. And yeah. I do, my Venmos are all on private now. I used to like See, publicly yeah. send I can't believe like there was joke Venmos an option for public Venmo. There is. Yeah. Again, I, that is how I stalk ex-boyfriends. Yeah, they, they start... <laughs> That's how you stalk ex-boyfriends. Uh, I think I'm joking. That's how you know. No, is, he still, like is he still Venmoing only his roommate? And he's still single. Extremely <laughs> effective way to stalk somebody, which is why I don't favor it. Yeah, it's it's fair. Well, no, but all mine are private. But I did used to send like I would send like two cents to like a random person because I would see them in a friend's interaction. Mm. It'd be someone I didn't know, and then I'd just send two cents with like a random emoji just to like, keep them guessing. This is so weird. This is so weird. <laughs> like this is what digitization has distanced us from our money. It becomes f- a fucking gambit, man. Yeah. <laughs> This is why me and probably Paul well, are not on Venmo. I, I mean, I once Venmoed Jose Canseco a request for $1,000 <laughs> just to see what would happen. Yeah, that's not bad. It, hey, you, you know, don't nothing, ask, you don't know in that, that case. I was like, yeah. you know what? Worst case scenario, <laughs> he hunts me down and hurts me. <laughs> Best case scenario, he hunts me down and hurts me after Venmoing me $1,000. $1,000, yeah. I just always liked the idea of a two-cent transaction because it most likely means that the company spent more processing <laughs> yeah. that transaction than was actually exchanged, and I just love that. Anyway. Okay, no, so, yeah, no, so I, I've, to, I've taken us off track. Uh, Dirtbag Paul. Dirtbag Paul. Um, yeah, and of course we... The movie isn't this kind of sort of trashy throughout so it's very surprising that at the beginning of the movie julia spills coffee on herself when they hit a a bump in the road and so takes off apparently she has nothing on under her sweatshirt yeah she just takes off her sweatshirt in the cab of the car and it just has a bra underneath and of course paul is like you know, the direction is like, okay, Matt O'Leary, be performatively engrossed in her you've boobs. You've never seen boobs yeah, before. Yeah, you've never yeah. seen a topless girl. And yeah. she's got a bra and everything. But and it's a very covering bra. It is a full cut bra. Yeah. That was not like a demi or a no. push up. There was there was no cleavage to be, like not. She's not showing off a lot there. Yeah, there no. was, it's not like this was a particularly sexy bra they threw on her. No. It was, so, and when that happened, I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I was like, wait, right. It's a Rat Pack movie. It's Brett Ratner. <laughs> right. Oh, no. But that, like, it's Brett. And so I was like, but, but then the Brett- rest of the movie doesn't, like, adhere. Like, because Julia doesn't end up with, like, in her- as she does th- end up, again, not wearing a particularly. She ends up in a tank top, but yeah. she doesn't end up with, like, oh, no, all of my shirts have been shredded. Like, there doesn't, yeah. that doesn't happen. And so it was just, like, they spend a, it's a prolonged interaction where he, like, cannot keep his eyes on the road. And she somehow, even though every girl knows when yeah. their boobs are being staring at, stared at, when they have a whole shirt on, let alone when they're sitting in just a bra, and she even manages to put a shirt a button-down, like, flannel print shirt halfway on and then stops mid-sentence and it just gently falls off the one shoulder that it's over. No, That was she, insane. She does not mind. It's like, this character, as never... we've known her for moments, yeah. Yeah. would not... She's been getting on this guy's ass about not being serious enough and she's just going to sit there with her, with, with her employee. With her employee, who is ogling her, not putting yeah. her shirt back on. In yeah, the I mean, history of clothing, that's never happened. No. <laughs> yeah, you don't, no. I mean, like, you don't... You don't try to get it on and, and, then, and then stop. And then interest. stop, yeah. You don't wear glasses <laughs> that big and hold a conversation like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Like, 
They put her in yeah, never, and she's all that glasses. And the only time you see her in those glasses the entire movie. Yeah. But so it starts off and then she takes them off in order to take off her shirt. Her hair is even like in a messy half updo yeah. before the sweatshirt comes off too. Wow, they really did. They, they she's they all that at her in the first it. five minutes of the movie. <laughs> just to let us make sure that we knew like she's studious. But she's hot. Uh, yeah. And in and case then, you were wondering, he, there is a body underneath that sweatshirt. And then to double down on that, afterward when they park the car and then she gets out and she's like reaching into the van for something and they cut to a prolonged shot of her ass and he leans over and checks it out. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, so are you trying to tell us that he's into, like, I can't figure out what you're trying to tell us about his feelings for her. Yeah. This is so, con- so he, he finds her attractive even though she's annoying. This is a dynamic I've never seen I've in never film seen. before. And he, he sucks? What? And she's supposed to see through uptight? that anyway? I don't, I don't know. Say. I, if so, only it like, were more obvious and more explicitly explained. In that, in regards to cinema tradition, very believable. This whole thing. I mean, yeah. It, this in regards to world, reality, of course not. But boy, howdy, have we seen this before? In the universe of movie tropes, <laughs> this is like the land. Like if we call you, it the MTU <laughs> movie trope universe. Mm. Yes, I was just I was immediately imagining like a Disneyland style park where like each trope that you go into is a different land, and I was like, oh, incredible. This is which cliched like, girlfriend this land. Is, this is like cliched will they won't they land yeah (laughs) opposites attract land that is just filled with animatronics of subpar dudes yeah yeah like sam and diane ride yeah no you just sit in a bar for hours (laughs) and so but like yeah so very very believable and yet not which is like why believable in terms of movies and that they they really hammer this home further when uh julia's in the kitchen with the maid i think like what is her name Fiora, the maid. The maid. The maid. Sure. Yes. Yes. Fiora. Flora. 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 Okay. Her name is Flora. She's in the kitchen with Flora, and they're chopping onions. And sorry, not believable that she's like, oh, you'd think I would have outgrown the onion cries. It's like you didn't even cry. I get. I horribly react to onions, yeah. and I am debilitated. I have to stick my face in the freezer to dry my eyes out faster. <laughs> it burns like acid, and she's just like, oh, these onion cries. It's like, no, no. No, you just wanted an excuse to talk about your father to Flora. Yeah, and like, then she that goes... Was, and then she stops chopping. Like, when you're <laughs> under a lot of stress, you need this operation to work. Maybe you should exposit less and chop more. <laughs> like, maybe maybe you can, instead of walking to the window and staring forlornly out it while discussing how you miss your dad. And as she stares out the window, we see Paul like juggling with sterno i yeah. think like cans of sterno like and he's so, kind of dicking around and then he yeah, sees her and then he starts dicking doing around it. and so flora walks up to the window next to julia and she's like he likes you it's like you cannot discern that from this he's just being a douche yeah like flora this is this is not flirting and also it really like it was such a perfect revisitation at that moment of like i was like man when have i seen the like pretentious guy like the the buttoned up gu- studious guy in a movie just made to be attracted to like the useless girl not the manic pixie dream girl the useless girl Doesn't- bringing up baby that's the last time that happened <laughs> that is the last time that that has happened on film and that was like 1932 and was, yeah and that was Catherine Hepburn and so you're like yeah I get it <laughs> but prior after that it has not happened since yeah it has not been a single time where you've been like oh she isn't particularly helpful, and apparently her exper- life experience to this point is lifeguard. <laughs> well, well, like you kind of have that in Breakfast at Tiffany's, but no, like she's there's a, a there's, she's a there's a there's a sort of 
dreamy girl quality about yeah, her. But just like the mess. He's not barely like showered, up. like yeah. dicking off on the job, poorly juggling outside because he doesn't know he's being watched. Dickinson's like, Emily Dickinson. Uh, yeah. But we know she's a legendary poet. Right. But like Dickens, I, I described when I was like, oh my God, I love, like this show works only because of how likable um, Haley Steinfeld is as like Forever dirt likeable. bag, dirt bag Emily Dickinson. Because <laughs> she is truly just a dirt bag. Like I love her in this, but she is yeah. dirt bag Emily Dickinson. Not as big of a dirt bag as, as uh, Henry David Thoreau is in the show. No, but Henry David Thoreau is like a smarmy little yeah he's a smarmy little bitch like which is exactly how i imagine Thoreau was but um but emily dickinson this is just like yeah that's she would insert her into any of paul's scenes and you're like yeah she would also stare at sue with her top off and be like sue why are you trying to read on I mean, this beautiful I, day that we're in a car i have to like almost give allowance to like a young queer melancholy like of course she would have like what does she have but staring at stole but what does she have she, but stolen glances right no as but a, I, as a repressed, repressed closeted teen queer but even early without 20 that, something no queer. even without the repressed closeted no she would be doing it regardless <laughs> she couldn't help but yell at a volcano um, lecture about right. eruptions despite the fact that she was supposed to be undercover right like th- no Emily Dickinson is a let's dr- hope well let's just wish that this was a, 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 a Dickinson episode instead I mean this yeah this is now a Dickinson <laughs> podcast <laughs> we've seen so far today off air we've covered uh, Natalie Wood's murder <laughs> <laughs> and now and on air jams and now we've covered the particulars of, of why Haley Steinfeld's Dick and Emily Dickinson is a perfect dirt bag yeah, well so this is actually is, this is a backdoor pilot for Dickinson girls yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alina Smith are you listening I, I um, would do a, I would happily do a minute by minute every podcast is a minute long like is one minute it's of like that one show. minute heat yeah, yeah. one yeah. minute Dickinson yeah, yeah Dickinson minute yeah no I'm ready let's unpack the jason mansukas b yeah um which could have been in this movie to get back to the stinging (laughs) you're right yeah you're right that was about the dickinson b is about About the the size size of of these wasps wasps. yeah but their wingspan was bigger in this yeah their wingspan was quite majestic like a pterodactyl they were like dragons yes they also screeched like dragons which was interesting and they so we get this movie gets moving like pretty quickly like once paul establishes himself as a loser who is fixated on julia and like he sets up like all the he sets up the tables he sets up the party lights and there's like a digression where like she basically tells him to like stop dicking around and do his job and he's he does like a little pantomime dialogue when she walks away he's like yeah thanks paul i really appreciate you putting up those lights even though you didn't give me a ladder it's like oh you want to be thanks for doing your job paul i 100 every time that he did that i was like that that is your job that's exactly what you're here to do um yeah there's another one where he also was like and like he was, he was, maybe you could hold everything to, like he, there was another one where he went off on that too. And I was like, he did that multiple times. I'm like, but Paul, <laughs> yeah. what are you, you're doing the least Paul. That's what the money is for. Exactly. To quote Don Draper. Yes. Um, but the movie picks up pretty fast. Once the party gets going, um, the, the wasps are, are around when Paul is setting up the yard yeah. and he kind of, he foolishly tries to hit one that is landed between a bunch of water glasses with his shoe with his shoe. And so shatters a glass, but like we see a fist size wasp and he's appropriately freaked out. He's not just like, huh, damn bugs. He's like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Like I, I'm with that. And then once we're at the party, 
Uh, we are introduced to mayor of the town, Lance Henriksen. Before that, we're introduced. But hold on. So we're missing a couple. We meet the, the family who lives in this manor. You're right. Which right. is um, the Sydney. Sydney the son. Sydney the son, who is is you. I I would imagine runs an incel blog. Yes. Um, he, he has a hump on his left shoulder. Yeah. It and just is very sort of ineffectual. Uh, he is doing Joaquin P- Phoenix's performance in The Joker before Joaquin Phoenix ever did The Joker. I mean, he's practically doing Joaquin Phoenix's performance in The Master. I mean, yeah, but I mean, think about think about the hair, the, the styling, everything <laughs> the about this, the hair, the styling, the glasses. He's playing Joaquin Phoenix in <laughs> The Joker. Where's his Oscar? And thank you. That's that is an yeah. absolutely Oscar award stuff. worthy performance. I yeah. think that he and deserved the, it. The if, mother is uh, an, an oh like. Gray Gardensy. Aloof, yes. Gray Gardensy, aloof, but like overbearing to her like emasculated son. Yeah. Uh, the father is dead, hence the memorial dinner. And she, and Paul stumbles upon her, meets her in the greenhouse that she has, which has these like larger than life flowers. Yes. Which lets us know something is amiss with yes. size in this, this house. This is an unnatural place. Yeah. I think, I, I think Paul points out to, I think he says Julie at one point in one of the better lines in the movie, he's like, everything is bad here. Everything's yeah. bad. We need to go. <laughs> Just like, yeah, that's true. Like you're in, like you're, you feel like you're in kind of a, the house is almost kind of gray gardensy too. And mm-hmm. the weather, like on the day they shot, was just very kind of dreary and yeah. bland. So it feels like a place where like, you know, the, the fruit goes bad a little too soon. Yeah. It's always an uncomfortable temperature in the house. It reminded me of Norma Desmond's house in sunset. Boulevard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like when it, he comes, I don't know if you, but there's like the scene when she, she plays, um, like, euchre or something with a bunch of old silent film actors and buster keaton's there and a couple other guys and he calls them the waxworks yes and that's like that could be happening in that scene like the waxworks could all be at this party yes no that's that's a that's a very that's a very fair characterization and then uh and then mayor lance hendrickson uh carruthers i believe is his name and there's just there's not enough lance hendrickson in this movie because unless you're gonna let that guy just run wild there's never enough Lance Henriksen in a movie, like as a contributing, mm-hmm. as a supporting character. So I wanted a lot more of him. I wanted so much more of him. But we, like, oh, sorry. I, I mean, I just, I wanted more of him a little more front loaded. Yeah. Because I wasn't expecting to enjoy him as much as I did until we were deep into it. And then I was like, no, no, no. I, I am always more. expecting to enjoy Lance But I Henriksen. wanted like more of that yeah. character. I wasn't expecting that character to make it as long as they did. Yeah. And especially, and so I wanted more of him front loaded so I could enjoy my time with him more because you assume that he's going to turn out to be a real shithead because mm-hmm. he's, he's Lance Henriksen, but he doesn't like, he's just, you, you, you're kind of like pulling for him the whole time. Yeah. He was great. There's not like a point where he turns and he's like throwing people out to sacrifice himself, which is sort of what you're waiting for. Yeah. No, he just yelled a bunch of curse words. I loved yeah. him. Yeah. Um, and so the, the speeches commence at this dinner and Sydney gets up at, at his mother's urging to, to give a toast about dad. And as that happens, a man is stung and he falls to the ground in convulsions. Paul sweep, he like swoops in. For some reason, he insists that they lift him up and he pulls off a, a tablecloth from a table, lays it on the ground. He's like, all right, roll his body onto the cloth. It's like, why? Like, are you going to carry him somewhere? Shouldn't you just leave him alone? Well, his like face is pulsating. He's shaking. They try to flip him over. His body like catapults into the air and spins around like barrel rolls and then lands on the ground again. And that is when shit starts getting really real. And then his body starts breaking up apart because a giant human-sized wasp is crawling out of is his bursting body. out of his body and that that becomes that doesn't become the face wearing wasp that's a different that's no, when the I think that's the very sexual older lady yeah. who was hitting on Paul. the cougar who deserved to die yes yes yeah. Th- that is when a wasp bursts out of her yeah that wears her face for a while on its leg yeah 
And then it's pandemonium. Then once once one of the big wasps is free, then you hear like the, oh my God, what's that? You're like the buzzing and rumbling. And then from the ground- Just hundreds of wasps, wasps come out. Wasps spew. And they're, they're uh, ground wasps, mm-hmm. ground nesting wasps. That sure. is real. Um, so, I like that you researched the kind of wasps. I appreciate that. Yes, yes. They are so, they seem to be social uh, ground nesting wasps. Mm-hmm. There were many of them. So I think we can assume social and uh, ground nesting wasps do indeed implant their larva into hosts that then feed on the hosts as sustenance before like hatching open and, and being free in the world. Oh, that's horrifying. So that is what these wasps would do. What a deeply horrifying concept. Yes. Yes. Wasp larva in you, eating you and then hatching from you. Sign me up. I just let go of that. <laughs> and then, then it's then it's a panic. Everybody's running around, but it's one of those things where whenever there's like a oh my god, it's bees or like something like this, everybody's running around, but like not not nearly enough people seem to be getting stung. Like that, they're all like there are some that are, but for the most part, like people running around amidst a million. They're like bugs. not even running though. They're yeah, like casually yeah, walking. Yeah, there's Maybe definitely some walking. Like, people, there was like an older woman in pink in the background who was kind of just like trotting along. And I was like, okay. That's- and then there's like, and yet there's that one woman who like throws herself into the frame across totally. the table, who is the only person really acting appropriately out yes. of her mind mm-hmm. at that moment. If these giant wasps are flying <laughs> all around you, yeah. like swarms of them, you'd be freaking, the f- you'd be yeah. bolting oh for like God, as yeah. far away as you can go. Yeah. yeah. The fact that it, it is not an immediate disbursement yeah. in like every direction instead of people just running in circles was like, come on now. It looks like a fire drill at work, you know, like a practice, like, you know, everyone knows that it's yeah, like, like bullshit okay, and they're just like, like annoyed to get out of their desk. Like it looks like one of those fucking things just like <laughs> filing out slowly. Fuck. And that, yeah, so that, that didn't seem, it did not yeah. seem like the extras were not giving us the appropriate level of panic. They know there were, and I was, I was watching cause I, you know, I love to find a good extra in those yeah, scenes. You know, yeah. I love finding the, the one stellar extra. Yeah. Really, and we're, we're very rewarded in this genre with that. normally. Yes. And this came, I was really looking and I was even, I was like, no, nobody's the woman who nobody's threw across the table, threw herself across the table really did it for me. Did, did it? Okay. Yes. Yeah. For me, but I was not like, really anyone else. Yeah. It was, there was no, there were no moments where I was like, yes, that extra put his all into yeah, it. Yeah. That person was like, this is my moment. Yeah. And we didn't get a lot of that. And even along the same lines of that, it felt very unbelievable that uh, Julia and Paul run to take shelter in the house because Flora runs out the door and she's like, Julia, Julia. And she calls her into the house. Mm -hmm. Why did nobody else run for the house? Because no one else had thought to put a tablecloth over their shoulders to protect themselves. (laughs) Which I, when that happened and I was like, well, that are they hiding from like, can the wasps not see linens? (laughs) What is what is happening here? Because that's not what particularly I understand a good protective. Wasps, they have. I was as I was reading about mm-hmm. them, uh, low resolution vision. So when they apparently when they exit the hive for the day, their first act is to like buzz a bit around the exit, the entrance to the hive, and sort of create a mental map so that when they leave and come back they've created a, a map of it in their minds so they, they know how to return because they don't exactly have keen eyesight. They must okay. get really good prices on like movies and stuff because they could still buy DVDs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they don't have to worry about like Blu-rays or 4K. No, no. In high def image quality is not a pressing concern for the wasps. But they would have seen a giant tablecloth running across with the lawn. four legs running is all I'm saying. Yes, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And then But they they but they were the only ones who had a tablecloth on them, so they were able to run to safety. Right. They run into the house, and then when they get into there again, there are only 
excuse me, three other people in the house when they get there, mm-hmm. Sydney, the mayor, Sydney's mom, oh, and Florida. Other, but nobody else has thought to run up to the house, which yeah. is just insane. And so they get inside and then they're like huddled in the kitchen. And then, you know, it's the, you know, what are we going to do? How are we going to like hunker down in here? Are we going to run for help? Um, and that is when we get a little bit more time with Sydney and his mom. Oh, you get that dynamic <clears throat> really going. And one of those things for me that was tough that I had a hard time figuring out was the line that he had between like weird Norman Bates love for his mom. Yes. And then also absolutely hate disdainfulness mm-hmm. for his mom was like, I know that they can be both. Right. The, but the Venn diagram. Has you can the, definitely Venn diagram. But there was also a little bit of like, we're going real back and forth here on this. Like I need, I can't get a read on him on this. And so like when he hates his mom was ready to shove her off, you know, to immediately kill her when, you know, later on when she becomes, when the larva comes out of her. Yeah. It turns out, uh, it hurt. Cause normally the transformations out in the lawn yeah. only took like a second, but w- Sydney's mom is stung before she gets into the house because she turns a little bit after they get inside yeah. and maybe hers just take her, maybe hers takes longer because like if she becomes the new queen. Yeah, that could. Yeah. So it had to be like some sort of advanced transformation. Yeah. But so it's, it is definitely one of those things where you're just like, well, but mm, I, I, there were times where I was like, I'm not sure whether he loves or hates his mom and not in a way where I'm like, I can't get a read on it because if that was an inconsistency for me. Okay. Not so much like, oh, it's both of those things. It was more like, no, it feels kind of like sometimes they just don't know what they want to do with that character. And Sydney, who is played by Clifton Collins Jr. To me, he was creepy enough yeah. to skate by sort of on just like whatever his relationship is with his mom. It's creepy because he is just, he's unsettling. He was very, he was, yeah, he was great. And he has an, and he runs like he's out of the room with um, he's out of the kitchen with Paul and Julia when somebody tries to get in like help me help me I need help he's outside it was the, yeah the, the organ that, player yeah and that's when we really see uh, that Sydney is an asshole because he refuses to let the guy in he's like what and let those monsters in here like he doesn't even have a hesitation he's like yeah. we're not letting this guy in so that like that fit within Sydney's creepy profile oh yeah and then we run back into the kitchen because Sydney's mom is screaming. Or no, Flora is screaming because Sydney's mom has like attacked her with a knife because she's going crazy because she's about to turn into a, a huge wasp. Mm-hmm. And when she jumps up on the kitchen island to kind of like menace at Sydney, he like just shoves her off and he gets this weird, gross kind of giggle. Yeah. Before he... Again, he goes full Joaquin Phoenix in the Joker. <laughs> Again, this is just where we're getting this... Perf- like Joaquin Phoenix's performance is not original is what I'm saying. Yeah. It's entirely... <laughs> it's, it's- Totally. It's, he's just being Sydney yeah. from Stung. Totally borrowed from 2015 Stung. Yeah. Good job, Clifton Collins Jr. Your work unheralded to this point. Yeah. Um, so then they, they flee the kitchen, they run out, and then poor Flora. Yeah. Poor Flora doesn't make it as well. Flora rules. gets a brutal death. Yeah, she, she, you think she's going to die as a result of her stab wounds after Sydney decides to make like a racist comment her direction about being Latina. And then she is, in fact, stung through the eyeball. Yeah. From behind, through a wall, through her skull. Stinger, boom, comes out her eyeball. Oof. And that takes our heroes to the basement. And, and here's, where me and you di- here's where me and you diverge on uh, Paul. You're fully anti-Paul. I'm not fully anti-Paul. I don't mind Paul. But I also think Paul's doing exactly what he is. Because like, Paul, not- I will interject to say that Paul, at every turn where there is like, a throw yourself into danger to save somebody moment. Paul's pretty much Johnny on the spot. 
that is, yes, but that is the requirement for Paul in this role. Like, if he weren't doing that, then he would be a complete failure. But he doesn't even character. do it reluctantly. It's not like, oh, fuck, I got to do this. He just like, there's a whole exposition moment where he's like, I don't know. I just have this reflex. Something goes wrong. I just run into danger. And he's like, I used to be a lifeguard. Kid was drowning. You dive in the pool. Like, and yes, that's him doing his job. But I feel like Paul very readily throws himself into peril uh, in in pursuit of a solution. Which, I think Paul does it entirely for the fact that he likes the accolades at the end of yes, it. Yes. And that, that, is, that, that seems... Uh, un- unsettlingly true yeah with his need to be like at one point like we are well into the disaster at one point and paul is talking to the mayor and julia's away from him on the in the other side of the cellar and he's like you know you you think she'd be like grateful yeah for me. that was the what that was the part where i was like that's when you i think was like she'd be grateful i'm here it's like no you're thinking about that now paul come on she would be grateful i think that she's trying to deal with the trauma <laughs> yeah. paul paul and, but he, like, I, I will give it to him for continually being the one to volunteer to go first and throw himself. Yeah. At, to put himself at risk. But he does seem to have a very suspicious motivation. Yeah. There's just never, it, there's nothing about this is, is, that feels like it's with as the goal charming. Of, it, the, the thing that is winning he's you so over charming, though. is so, is Matt O'Leary he's, is such he's a charming so actor. charming. I mean, he's super cute. It, I would absolutely swipe right on him and go out on several dates. <laughs> and the, like, and by dates, I mean, we'd go on one date and then after that, he'd just come over. Like that yeah. would be that dynamic. <laughs> absolutely. Well, if, if you like being somebody who might reward uh, Paul. Yeah. That would work out really well for Paul. Right. He, yeah. That would work out really well for Paul and he wouldn't have to throw himself in front of wasps. But <laughs> he absolutely is throwing himself in front of wasps, mostly with the goal of being like, I mean, of being lionized as the hero for, yeah. and for Julia to crush on him. Yeah. For like, he wants people to then recognize that he's the hero. Yes. Like we know people like this. Oh, absolutely. We know people like Paul. Yeah. We all, we all have Pauls in yeah. our lives and we all have Julia's who we wish wouldn't cave. Yeah. And we're obviously made to realize the very beginning of the movie that these two are headed I mean, for a it's going to happen. So I'm glad, I, I, I'm glad that if, if we are subject to their romance, that it involves him throwing himself in front of wasps multiple yeah. times on her behalf. Although there were, there were so many times they were like, oh God, we really got to work this romance. When they were locked up three quarters of the way through the movie mm-hmm. in that library or whatever. Yeah. And they're like having a moment talking and they actually have like a nice moment where they talk about like what they'd rather be doing right now. Yeah. And then he's like, talks about how he likes to cuddle. Yeah. And she gives him a hard time for it because toxic masculinity. Yeah. She's like, shouldn't you not admit that because you're a guy? And then he's like, <laughs> he's and then like, he's, fuck you. Yeah. And then he's like, I also, you know, he's like, do you like to make out? And I was like, really? We're <laughs> yeah. just gonna, I feel like now is not the time, guys. Yeah. Like, you Paul, are barricading is, a door to stop a giant yeah, wasp from getting in. This is in. not the moment to shoot your shot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> save that shot. Keep the ammo loaded. <laughs> save it for later. What I do, what we get immediately following that moment, because up to that point, Julia has been, she's not been a, a pathetic heroine, but she's been kind of a, yeah. non, a non-event. But then what I do like once we've advanced to the library, by the way, we get out of the cellar I mean, yeah, because- yeah, there's so much, yeah. So- Cellar because um, Sydney, turns out he was stung. Of course he and was. And he is slowly transforming. And out of his, his shoulder hump grows- a small wasp companion <laughs> that functions as his like 
second head. Second head. It was so great. And his like consciousness and it it's it, it's actually pretty the, the practical effect itself is is quite cool. And then when like the wasp surfaces, like they're immediately in sync. So like the wasp looks one direction and so does Cindy's head. And then they look back straight and their heads move in unison, which I thought was a really nice. It was touch. a really good. I actually really enjoyed that. Yeah, I liked I liked Sydney's Cohagen. Yeah. His little wasp Cohagen. <laughs> Um, so they like, they, they just, they knock out Sydney with the shovel and run out of the, the basement and we lose the mayor along the way, which is a real shitty oh, loss. Such a bummer. He, and again, you expect him to like throw somebody in front of him to sacrifice them, but it turns out he's actually a good guy and he's like, get out of here, run. And he's, he effectively sacrifices himself yeah. to save, he to gets, save Paul he gets and like Julia. Half e- he gets half eaten by a wasp yeah. and then he just lets him go. Yeah. He's, he's the real damn hero. Yeah, he's the real damn hero yeah. here. He's not asking for gratitude no, in return. He's not trying to fuck no. someone in no. exchange for <laughs> Honestly, I would have rooted for him and Julia. I thought they had nice chemistry. Yeah. Do we know when they're in the cellar, Mayor wants a bottle of wine and he's like, can anybody open this for me? And they don't yeah. have a wine key. The shoe trick Is does the work. shoe trick real? Mm-hmm. I've never used it, but you can do it. But you've heard of wow. this. Yeah. The shoe trick? Yeah. So apparently, so what Paul does, he's like, oh, I learned this trick. And he puts a bottle of wine in his shoe. Yeah. And then he slams that shoe against a brick wall. But he, okay, so what you, you put the base of the wine bottle in your shoe. Right. And so the impact of the, doesn't break the bottle. Yes. But the force as that happens basically pops the cork out. Huh. No shit. Yeah, it's witchcraft. That yeah. That is really witchcraft. I I really, like, I want to get a shitty bottle of wine and try this. I mean, I have several <laughs> bottles. I just don't want to hurt the walls. Right, yeah. Like, I like, would go outside on the sidewalk. But, yeah. like, I am, I'm going to try this. Listeners, divas, and maybe not by the next episode, but at you some know point, I'm going to fact check this. We should issue the stung challenge on TikTok. If anybody, <laughs> if anybody wants to prove that this wine bottle shoe trick works, apparently you put the bottle yeah. in the heel of your shoe. So it's like sitting up in your shoe and then you slam down the heel of that shoe onto the ground. Oh, that makes sense. And yeah. the impact yeah, yeah. forces up the cork. Yeah, no, at I least do want to say grab it and we like don't it out. recommend doing this because if you get hurt, it was not something that we suggested you do. <laughs> <laughs> but if you choose to do this of your own volition, having seen it on the internet or in the movie stung, let us know about it. Yeah, let us let us know. <laughs> yeah, us ta- tag us in on Twitter or Instagram. Yeah, or yeah. not we, on Instagram. We're not, we, we don't. I mean, oh yeah, we, we don't have, have a Instagram. pod Instagram. Yeah. We we will. We can. can we can. I can barely manage to maintain our Twitter. <laughs> We will we will uh, confirm the reality indexness of that trick later on, yeah. but um, yeah, the 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 loss of the mayor results in them ending up in the library where they have their so you like to make out weird pivot. But then when the wasp does break through, um, there's a great moment where the wasp like stabs through the table that's blocking the door with its wasp leg, and it's it stabs Julia, and then. <laughs> Paul grabs the wasp leg, which is just a very funny thing to me. Yeah. He's just holding onto a wasp foot, like just like keeping it in place. And Julia, and they're like, flip the table. So while they're like, imagine your own foot through a table and some dick beneath you is just holding onto it. And you're like, let me go. <laughs> Jesus. And then somebody is like, ha ha, like screwing with you, holding onto your foot through a table. Yeah. Well, then they like get up the table, the, li- the limb is not breaking off this wasp and they flip the table and they've, since they've got the wasp leg, it flips, it flips the wasp with it. The table lands on top and then Julia Just, finally shows yeah. up to the fight, hits that thing over the head with a chair. Once the chair splinters, she picks up like a broken leg shark yeah. and just starts stabbing that fucker in the face. <laughs> no, she covered finally, in goo. She finally like 
lit, worked through that trauma in yes. one fell swoop. She fi- yes, yeah, she finally comes to the party. Yeah. Julia's ready to dance. And this is like, Paul's been like, Paul's been like pretty brave in the face of danger this whole time. Even if it's just by impulse. Yeah. Whether, even if it's just because he wants to manipulate Julia to make it out with him later. <laughs> um, they both, they both at that, at that point are pulling their weight in the sort of monster fight. Well, then they manage to get themselves out of the house and it's daylight by the time they do. And they're going to go, but a giant wasp, I think, is it the mom wasp? It's the mom wasp. The mom wasp tracks them coming out of the house, yeah. descends, and here's what I want to say about the stinger uh-huh. with Paul. Okay. I think because the stinger is huge. It's like the size of a chef's knife, but yeah. it's like curved. Oof. The stinger goes through Paul's left shoulder once it is all the way through, you see it squirt very suggestively. Sure. Um, and my thought was like, oh, the stinger is so large. It has pierced clean through the person and the venom is not ejecting or whatever the oh. substance is not ejecting into the body because you see it expel the toxin. Oh, okay. But it misses, it misses him. him because it's pierced Be- all the way. Through. Yeah. Like if it had gone like into the torso and like that hooked stinger yeah. had gone up just like into the chest cavity that would have like expelled the toxin inside of him. All right. But I think it missed him. Okay. That tracks. Otherwise I, I don't think that. they would have shown us that other unless yeah. they wouldn't have showed us the, the score hurting out um <laughs> if um it wasn't like oh near miss for paul okay that tracks i must have i missed that and that and then julia gets in the fight again yeah because paul drops the keys as they're running to the van and gets like picked up by the wasp she grabs the keys runs up to that wasp and just stabs the thorax yeah until she just like cuts that stinger off coarsely and yeah. then gets him away from the wasps but then the wasp bats her away with its huge ass wasp wing and yeah it knocks her unconscious yeah which was a cool moment that was yeah. funny to watch her body fly like i honestly i thought that was and then i thought the movie was over <laughs> I, genu- I had a moment i was like wow dark turn for this movie like <laughs> i thought it was going full um god there was that jeepers creepers where like at the end of it you're like oh everyone's dead <laughs> and so i thought that was where this movie went and then and because it went black for quite a while yeah and anytime it comes up i have to say psa don't watch any of the jeepers creepers movie because the director is a convicted uh child predator uh, horrifying fact convicted I, wow. convicted horrifying yeah. not even not even accused retracted uh no, accusation that's convicted horrifying yeah and then disney let him direct the movie powder um what yeah Oh my God. Yeah. Boy was 10 years old. Um, yes. Yeah, so I just have to say that every time. So don't watch Jeepers Creepers. I would just say don't watch Jeepers Creepers because it's fucking creepy and also makes you scared of driving down roads if you're me. Yeah. <laughs> Any old road. Pretty much. <clears throat> like I will often go on road trips my, like, on my own. And now whenever I go on road trips and like decide to drive on weird roads and I'm always just like, fuck me. It comes into my head. And, yeah. now, and now this is what I'm thinking of. And now every the, car behind me. The job me, of horror to get in your head. I, this is why I hate horror. <laughs> That's why I love it. Ugh. Did that um, little Nas X song like make you a little paranoid? Like just thinking about old roads? Old town roads? Yeah, yeah. it did. It really, yeah. I was like, did take me down to what old town road? <laughs> <laughs> is that a threat, little Nas X? Yeah, he's um, targeting you. We did forget. We did forget to say the crucial point that in the basement we do learn from Sydney that uh, the wasps are probably his fault. Oh yeah, because the wasps are definitely. Which like yeah. yeah, mom was not satisfied with the fertilizer in her garden. Uh, dad before he died was in pharmaceuticals. So what Sydney did was combine growth hormone. Uh, that presumably was produced by his dad's pharmaceutical operation with mom's fertilizer. Hence the giant like flowers, and like everything, Jurassic yeah. 
flowers yeah. in her greenhouse and now the huge angry wasps. Yeah. And so when we come to we, we the the cam we come back to consciousness with um da 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 da, da Paul in the they are these are ground wasps so they've gone underground they're like yeah. in the basement bowels of the house and Paul has been like tied up by Sydney. Yeah, Jesus style. Yes. Tied up by Sydney and he's still got a stinger coming out of his shoulder. And so Sydney removes the stinger in the worst way possible. It was a great villain way to remove it really because the stinger is like a pretty, it, it is a pretty sleek, like yeah. goes to a point. Like it's pretty smooth. It looks like it didn't, not a lot of friction on the way in. Well, if you pulled that out the way it came in, that probably would have, it would have hurt real bad, but it would have been kind of the humane way to do it. But instead Sydney grabs that stinger and pulls it the rest of the way yeah. through Paul's body, bringing like the chunky, also calling it an ouchie, which it, like that's an ouchie, really, which is really that's when you know he's truly a villain. Yes, and he, he pulls out the stinger and all of its accompanying meaty, uh, pokey, spiny leftover uh, wasp body bits onto it. Pulls it clear through and probably opens that wound up considerably more. <laughs> yeah, and then we see. Uh, Sydney keeps telling him like mother chose you mother wants you you're gonna be my new dad yeah he called, He does say you are gonna be my new daddy daddy which is yeah. just the worst oh yes. my god it yes was... Clifton College Jr. plays this appropriately simperingly Ugh. disgustingly yeah. yeah it was when he said that I was like this is, with his this, with his wasp with his shoulder brother co yeah his wasp twin yeah <clears throat> coming oh, out of his body god. and the I love the wasp layer I yeah. love the climax of this movie it was great I love the climax of this movie because you see when he tells him like, you're going to be my new daddy. We cut over to mama wasp yeah. and mama wasp is like pumping eggs into some corpse on the ground. Mm. And then the, the bottom of the, like the body extracts from the corpse and starts moving toward Paul. Yeah. And it's just this larva. huge gaping pussy opening where larvae are coming from. And the larvae are like the size of French loaves. Yes. yes. Like it is a is, loaf. It is a loaf of larvae. It is huge. And it's that like translucent white color. It is color. so gross looking. It's horrible looking. And it gets right in Paul's face. And Matt O'Leary so effectively looks like he's going to throw up everywhere. And you can just imagine a stench. Oh, like God. a it's pungent. Just the whole the whole odor. sequence is horrifying and like disgusting and and then perverse. the larva the larva just comes the just, larva's making noises the larva, which larva don't make noises you but this watch is like making it, baby larva sounds. You watch it exit the mama wasp yeah. and it is the most horrifying grotesqueness. Oh, just, yeah. Yeah, like it it, it like it it looks it looks like it smells and sounds terrible. Yeah. And it's got that, yeah, that pale white color. And apparently it's going to go down Paul's throat. Yeah. Sydney takes Sydney it. Sydney thinks that the entrance point is <laughs> yeah. Paul's mouth. Yeah. And I will tell you that proportionally that was not going to work. No. That no. was not, that was, that was not going to be a, a face hole that fits. <laughs> Larva did not look equipped to like even eat Paul's face off to then like enter his body through his like throat. Yeah. I wasn't sure what the geometry of that was going to be. Yeah. That like they needed to cut an opening. Yeah. was the only way that thing was going. Like you said, a loaf. Yeah. No, that was a lot of, that was a lot of larva that and, he was, but yeah. So Sydney and Sydney's like, it's for uh, mother. And which by the way, yeah, no, we go full Anthony Perkins at this every, point. He, he was calling her mother from the beginning and it's yes. just like, 
no grown man who calls his mom mother. Yeah. Nothing good comes of that. It really, like, it really reminded, it, there was, for some reason, there were such notes of it that reminded me of Steve Martin and Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Yes. When he's rubriced. Yes. That mother <laughs> is the exact, exact person yeah. that to me, Cindy is that mother <laughs> with the cork on the fork. Yeah. And the iPad. <laughs> Like Sydney definitely needed to put a cork on the fork. Oh yeah. Sydney had his own stash of like special beer. And I was like, how have you ever left the estate long enough to know what special beer is, Sydney? That was, I was like, what a weird. Sydney not believably has ever left the property. Yeah. I just, Sydney being a beer snob was an unexpected (laughs) character detail. Yeah. I mean, also made him very deserving of the ending that he got. But like, I was not, I was like, that's of all the things you could tell me. Sydney having particular beers that are expensive yeah. and nice that he likes was not one I was going to believe. <laughs> well, oh, and when we about when we shortly after we learn about the beer, this is this was a point of unbelievability that we discussed ahead of time. Um, at one point, Paul excuses himself to go get high with the organ player mm-hmm. and he comes back smelling like weed and Julia comes up to him. And she's like, thanks for the invite. And Paul goes, oh, I didn't think you'd be cool with it. And no, she wouldn't have been cool with it. She would cool never be cool with it. She's, She's been like, gonna... get your act together and do this job. Yeah. She absolutely would not have been like, why didn't you invite, why didn't you smoke me out at work? That was, that was no. absolutely no. ridiculous. She, I, that would have been a moment where she would have been like, wow, nice Paul. Yeah. And he's like, Way what? to be professional. Yeah. What? I can smell, because then she says like, everybody can smell it on you. Yeah. It's like, so are you saying that you too wanted to reek of marijuana? Like, what are you saying right now, Julia? Julia was as as thoroughly drawn as the stick figure. Yeah. <laughs> a popsicle stick creation. Yeah. She she was she was Forky is a more thorough <laughs> character than Julia. Um but she does really step up in the end and this is part of why I love the climax so much. Yeah. So Paul is attempting to be uh, Sydney's attempting to force feed Paul the larva. And then we see like guard like hedge trimmers electric hedge trimmers burst through sydney's chest yeah because julia has arrived back on the motherfucking scene she's in a black tank top now so you know she's serious yeah she's covered in blood her eyeliner is darker her hair is down and she just bisects sydney and then she starts threatening the mama wasp with the hedge trimmer and the baby wasp. Oh yeah. When she takes the baby wasp hostage. Yeah. She, yeah. And that, that this is, this is where the movie just truly comes together for me because it is, they're so, this is like the disaster stuff at its best because you have to tell actors to be so incredibly genuine. Yeah. When they are in a fake subterranean giant wasp layer holding hostage a wasp larva threatening a mama alien wasp with a giant electric with an electric hedge trimmer and you've got to believe them and the panic has to be real and there was a director being like all right action and then it was frantic screaming she's shouting at a giant wasp puppet (laughs) holding an electric hedge trimmer holding a loaf of wasp larva <laughs> and he's like bleeding out and he Matt O'Leary was so good at frantic running as yeah. Paul this entire movie he constantly looked like 
he was made of sticks. Like his <laughs> arms were flailing and he'd kind of fall like every fifth step, but he would never really hit the ground. He would just recover. And that like panic feeling persisted through the entire movie. Yeah. That just like, I'm so gangly. I don't know how my body works. And then like they're Story running through, <laughs> they're running through this like basement set. And I was like, this is so unhinged. Yeah. And everyone is fucking selling it right now they really they, i loved they really, it really there was no winking at that point yeah they were just fully in when you're just like screaming come on motherfucker at a giant wasp yeah puppet <laughs> incredible stuff incredible and so they they make it back to the top they're getting into the truck she throws his ass in the van she's like are you okay to drive yeah he's definitely not <laughs> there's no way he could drive that van yeah he has a giant hole in his shoulder yeah huge hole in his like, shoulder his shoulder muscles are gone probably lost a lot of blood yeah the shoulder muscles like the shoulder muscles are completely severed at yeah that at that at that point it is not believable it, it would be like look I'll just drive and I'll throw I'll do this bomb thing that I'm gonna do but you lay in the back of the truck and try not to die because yeah. you're no good to anybody anymore. But on their way out, it's either Julia. I think uh, actually Paul has the wasp in his hands at that point. They're running out for some reason. All of the sterno that they had in, has localized. Or maybe maybe Julia put it there. Maybe Julia was preparing for this because she did come in very prepared. Yeah, that mm, that seems like a lot of. Because she did have the truck backed right up to that's the door. True. She did. Was yeah. ready and waiting. And she knew when she asked so Paul to she drive. she unloaded maybe all the extra I think that's what the back Suddenly, the I think that's what okay. happened. Yeah, yeah, I think she made a little pile of sterno. Yeah. She couldn't have known the baby larva. She couldn't have known the lost she just larva was, was going to be there. On, she was going to plant on a fire. Yeah. So that she drops the wasps on all these cans of sterno or drops the larva, yeah. gets in the back of the truck. Paul starts driving. Yeah. She lights one can of sterno on fire and throws it onto the pile and it, oh, and at that point there, she was, she had also pulled a gas line. Yes. Yes. Yeah, she had pulled a gas line. She, she really came in hot. Yeah. She really came in hot for the climax. What a, a, a good heroine turn. <laughs> and then we see the baby larva, the little baby larva burst into flames. And then the whole house is swallowed up in flame. And then they think they're getting away. And then there's a fire wasp. Yeah. And a wasp Fully on fire. <laughs> Engulfed in flame. Flying, covered in fire. Yes. Still going. Yeah. Doesn't stop. Attacking the van. Attacking, thoroughly attacking the van. Yeah. And not just like a little bit attacking the van, but like starts to attack the van, is attempted to be chased off, keeps going, yeah. is still on fire, <clears throat> and then gets in front of the van and starts to crack the windshield yes. while still on fire. And I think while fighting it off, it while Paul is like trying mm -hmm. to fight it off his hand, it bites Paul's hand. Like it, it's, yeah. it's eating Paul's arm. Yeah, it, it's it's really going. Yeah, it's it's mouth. It's, his arm is, I think, in its mouth when he slams into the trees. Yeah, he like at first they're stopped, and he tells Julie like, "Get out of the car." And she's like, "No fucking way!" And then she buckles her seatbelt. Paul floors it. They slam the fire wasp between a van and a tree. And okay, fine. I'm sorry, Paul would not have had an arm. We saw that thing rip. We saw those wasps eat people's insides completely yeah. out and rip them apart. And he had a whole hand, had two whole hands at the end of that movie. Yeah. And that, that was bullshit. I mean, that that was been, not playing by its own wasp rules. That should have, his arm should have been gone several times over. Gone. But it should have also like from the force of then being slammed into the tree with the wasp and the, I mean, his arm should have been severed <clears throat> from his body. Yes. Yes. But instead they end up, Alive but and hooking up in the back of an ambulance. I was going to say, he wouldn't be able to mount her if he didn't have both of his arms. Yes. They and he fully mounts her in <laughs> an ambulance. Yes. They survive. They get to the ambulance. 
they they have both undergone. She has undergone severe head trauma. Yes. She has been passed out in the yes. passenger seat. Ugh. He thought she was dead for several minutes. And instead of trying dead. to revive her, he just is slapping her. Yeah, it's like we just talked earlier about how you saved a kid when you were a lifeguard and you did CPR on him and he came back. Why are you just slapping Julia just in the slapping face, telling Julie. her to come back? Amanda is just shaking no her head. What you do with a woman? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Bing Crosby taught me that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, could could be. You just slap. You just slap the unconsciousness out of her. Um, and then, but of course, and then the yeah. wasps are not done. They're not done. So they're the they are the main characters are quite literally having sex in the back of an ambulance. <laughs> yes. This shit. Which is just like I was like I mean I look I I've never been in a life or death situation. So I couldn't say definitively that I would forget all decorum right. and start just mounting another person and stripping them naked <laughs> in an open back seat of a car. Well, right. you're like covered in blood yeah. and like injured. And, and like, blood, yeah, and, and like you have a hole goo. in your shoulder it's... and you have just seen everyone die <laughs> and you almost died and also you have a concussion and possibly a, bl- a brain bleed. Yeah. yeah, just at the very least <laughs> poor form. Yeah, I just, it was... Like, okay. We would have gotten the message about them being together without like the full ambulance sex yeah. happening. And then, so then the ambulance driver is kind enough to just close the doors on them. <laughs> yeah, with like the weird like, like hey, hey like that's the, just what just kids a grin, do. Like, yeah. a, well, uh. not the first time I've seen this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, I really wanted to know, like, as they're doing this and they're panning through and there's like, you can hear the radio chatter and they're like, we've got a, and I was like, I want to know what the code is for we have giant wasps overtaking a family manor. And, and the, and, and, you know, contrary to, to what our heroes think, yeah. uh, the wasps have not been vanquished. No. And then we see, <clears throat> we see another wasp. We see a cow head first. We see, yeah, we see a cow head first and then we see a wasp flying with a full cow attached to it because it is. Is that what it was? Okay. Yeah. It was a full cow attached to it because I it has exploded through the cow. I genuinely was like, why do the wasps have cow print now? No. I, knew that it, I knew that they had come out of cows. Yeah. I got that. But I thought they had adopted the cow print pattern. No, and no, I was it like, was, that it seems... was fully wearing the cow and its bell. Oh, okay. That's cool. why you hear the bell. And then we see like many of them. Yeah. So to be continued. Yeah. So there's there'll be there are no cow-sized wasps. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, I definitely I was like, it's weird that they adopted the cow pattern. Yes. That makes more sense. Thank you. So then what is this movie really about, <sighs> right? So I don't really I mean, like, I guess, yeah, you can go with Eat the Rich, but it didn't really have those underlying Eat the Rich yeah, feelings. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't very acute. No. I'm, I'm going to say that this movie is about ladies. Don't actually settle. Don't settle. Okay. Like, just because, like, as much as I will, okay, and ultimately sign on for this romance if we must, because I like Matt O'Leary, just because a guy, like, does goofy shit, mm. if he's doing that in the wrong context... That's not cute. That's not charming. And the best that one can do is not like flippantly being a child in situations where you should very much be able to be a grown up. Like that's not it. That's not insouciance. That's like fun or productive. That's like a boy you like kind of date or I guess make out with in high school, but not like when you're in your 20s running a small business, like trying to be a full fledged person in the world. I would like for Julia to have been like, you know what? You did a lot for me, but ultimately 
I'm going to have to go another way, Paul, because I can't really trust that if we're not in a life or death crisis situation, that you're going to be able to step up. I feel like you need chaos, Paul. And I frankly don't want to start a relationship with somebody where we got together in a chaotic situation because then we're going to be seeking to recreate that chaos, Paul. Yeah. And then you know what? That's unhealthy. Yeah. No, that Matt and Dragon be, all the time. That's addictive behavior. That's They're addictive gonna be, behavior. They're going to be constantly, he's going to be like, oh, I heard about these giant wasps. And she'll be like, stop it, Paul. It's like, you can't. Oh, there are very large crickets seen in the next town over. You want to go? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't want to. There are some seals that are larger than normal on the beach today. Larger no, Paul. Well, it's like you can't. You can't start a relationship with someone that you hooked up while on ecstasy at Burning Man. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Like you sure. just can't because you're constantly going to be like yep. needing that same level yeah, of you're gonna wonder, heightened like, God, awareness. I, well, we connected so much. I wonder where that went. Well, yeah. you're not on ecstasy at Burning exactly. Man anymore. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's just too... It's, Julia, it's too you're weird. not running on adrenaline just happy to be alive anymore. Just go date a banker. Yeah. <laughs> go date a banker. Somebody who can actually help you with your career ambition. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or someone who at least like... Understands that you got to go through the checklist before you get to the venue. Someone who won't need <laughs> someone who won't need your credit report to buy a car. <laughs> <laughs> who won't need you to co-sign for the next fucking apartment? Oh my god, my ex-boyfriend. There you go. <laughs> X X. There's the yeah. X in there. Yeah. Paul's all around. Thirty years old wanted a twenty-three year old to co-sign his. This apartment. is what I'm saying. Yeah. This is Paul was going to be this person. Yeah. Paul was going to be asking Julia. Oh, for yeah. that co-sign. On their like when they were going to get a place together, be like, oh my god, I'm so excited, Paul. And they'd be like, oh, we just have one problem. Yeah. Paul's credit is catastrophic. She'd <laughs> be like, you never brought this up. Yeah. And then fucking all the secrets are going to come out. Like, no, yeah. don't don't settle, women. Don't settle. Okay. I found that one. That one. You really did. I nice. in progress. Okay. And I like it. <laughs> I, I like it. I, I like. Okay. <laughs> I, I literally did not have one until about halfway through your your, your monologue. So it's a good partnership. Yeah, but it has nothing to do with yours. No, I don't but know what it was. It's just something about being around you. I know. Um, so fun to watch, by the way. I can, like both of you, as like, as like the conversation goes, I can always see the wheels kind of turning yeah. where you're sort of unlocking the movie. <laughs> Sometimes you need it. to be really deep in it. Yeah, yeah. Really good. what's what's tough is I, and I we haven't we didn't talk about this particularly, but I actually I didn't dislike the movie, but it didn't get me. Okay, it didn't have me the way that like Boar had me. Okay, okay. I mean, oh, Boar, I was like, I time. love every moment. Like with this, I was like, this. You is... kind of can like every. You can get into every character in Boar. Like you yeah. hate them where you love them, but like you're like, I feel it. Yeah. I feel these people. But like. Stung just had something that like was missing something for me. Okay. So I there were parts that so I was like, I couldn't find the second layer, but I think I finally did. <laughs> and what I think it's really about is um, <clears throat> the burdens we carry with us from our parents. Absolutely, there's some inherited. There's, there's some inherited, inherited trauma there. So like whether it's Julia trying to live up to her father's, yep. carry on her father's legacy. It was like two, there were two parallel threads of family business. Yes, there were, you're right. There was Julia's family business and then there was Sydney's family business. And mm. the wasps were the cause of, the, or the, the family, Sydney's family business was the cause of the incident mm -hmm. and Julia's family business was the reason that they were there. Yep, mm. yep. Um, culminating of course Paul's in the fact parents that, are surely just supporting him and he's fucking off yeah like Paul P 
Paul's parents either supporting him or like his dad was never around. Yeah, that's, that's true. Uh. <laughs> and like he became a lifeguard because he like the only photo his mom has of his dad was of him as was a lifeguard. when he was a lifeguard when he was seventeen. Kids. Kids really no, there's there's my neighbors have guests leaving. So yeah, like the only the, the only thing about his dad that he has still is like his dad is yeah. a lifeguard. Yeah. Um and then of course like culminating in the like big bad being yeah. the mom. Yes. And that, right. that is of course the the kind of thing that they have to get past is the and again with wasps, like they are a fam a hierarchy based around the idea of a queen yes the social wasp answers to a queen answers to a queen and then like they all are kind of related to that queen Mm -hmm. so it again is that kind of family and the parentage thing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so that's where i'm going to tie it all back is that this is really a movie about deep down about parents and kind of inheriting the burden and inheriting legacies Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and the sins of the father and sins of the mother (laughs) I like so it. that's where I'm gonna that's where I'm gonna leave it with this one. All right. Yeah. So then that takes us to dream casting. All right. Who do you got? Um. So uh, the first one I had was for Sydney. Uh huh. First, I was like Macaulay Culkin. Oh. Because he just pay, played a really great creep on Dollface. Okay. And he plays like a very similar character on Dollface. But then the further I got into, it, I was like, oh no no no, this is just Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm recasting this movie. I'm forcing Joaquin Phoenix to do this and being like, oh, really? Prestige actor. You're going to replicate that performance, which is this guy's performance. (laughs) Um, Is he going to wear the makeup? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. I don't care. He can do whatever. (laughs) I don't care what he does. Um, Joaquin Phoenix is kind of my Ansel Elsgort. But then for the Paul and Julie, Mm -hmm. I'm expanding that and I'm going to make the entire cast of Party Down. Oh, I'm making Whoa. this party down made for TV. This movie. is the party down reunion. This is film. the party down All reunion right. film. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see Lizzie Kaplan in yeah. this chaos. Yeah, yeah. Lizzie Kaplan, Adam, Adam Scott. Scott. Yeah, it's a perfect combination. Yep. Martin Starr, all of them. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. I think right. that would be so much fun and would give us the bulk of people in the house that we needed yep, that we're you're missing. Right. Yeah, we did um, need more. We needed more in the we house. We needed more. Like, in general, the house felt very understaffed, was yeah. another thing you and I talked about <laughs> yeah. separately off air, was like, it feels like there's not enough people working this party yeah. and or in this house. Yeah. Um, so yeah, having the entire, like, have Jane Lynch be turned into a wasp woman. Like, come on. Yes. That would be great. A wasp woman. So, yeah, if I'm recasting this, I'm making this the Party Down made for TV movie or the Party Down reunion movie. And then I guess in that case, we'd have to get Macaulay Culkin. It probably wouldn't be Joaquin Phoenix just because that would be the bigger draw. And it would be more in line with like what Macaulay's doing these days. Yeah. So get Macaulay for that. Okay. But like I would probably recast and restructure most of this movie. Okay. To really... No, I think it's a really good idea. I think that's a movie people want to watch. I, I oh, honestly yeah. want to pitch this right now. I think <laughs> like when, it, when this occurred to me, well, it's occurred to me weirdly enough last night before I read the the reunion article. Oh, yeah. And then I read it this morning and I was like, oh, I was totally on the right track. This was genius. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. But last night I thought of it and then the whole time I was watching this movie, I can movie, even I picture like, them in like the pink bow ties. Yeah, it would be so fun. Yeah. Like fighting the wasps and the pink bow ties. Adam Scott yeah, yelling that, at that the wasps. Yeah, that skill with Come comedy on. in the midst of all this would be really great. It would be so fun. <laughs> So yeah, so that's that's where I'm recasting okay. this movie. Then I I'm keeping for my dream casting, I'm keeping Matt O'Leary. Okay. Because I just like him so much. And I don't see nearly enough of him. And his frantic skinny boy energy felt really <laughs> right. But I am making 
I'll, I'll, I'll start with mom. I'm going to make the mom Francis Conroy. Oh. Mm. And, and build her out a little bit more as like, like really go gray gardens with it. Like you were saying. Yeah. I'm going to make mom Francis Conroy. I'm going to make Sydney. I like what Clifton Collins Jr. did in this, but I'm going to make Sydney Michael Shannon. Oh yeah, to compliment Francis Conroy. Yeah, age him up even that's makes and it really weirder. dial up the madness in the eyes. Yeah, really like hype up the threat level early on, and then for Julia, I am bringing in our apex predator, Kaya Scodelario. Oh my god, she is exactly who I that want is, in this movie. That is the energy you need for this movie. Yeah, that is who I want, and like we're even like I'll bring in. Alexander Aja as the director in this one too. Like we're bringing he back, would, he would do it. That would be a the great star and director of Crawl and Piranha 3D, and we're making his stung. Interesting because again, going back to that family theme, that would be kind of continuing on with this idea that he like with how he plays with the idea of the 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 threat as a metaphor for family. And maybe this is Kaya has had to give up swimming. Oh my god! From Crawl. Dad died a result as a result of his injuries and, and depression. And so she went into her into her lifelong passion of catering. So she has become a caterer. <laughs> sure, she has become a caterer. And you know what? She's been through a fucking circus like this before. And she, I'll be damned if the wasps are going to finish what the crocodiles start. The alligators. Oh started. my god, I love that. <laughs> yeah, this I going from crawl to stung. Yeah, come on. No, I, I want to that to be. I want that to be the the continuity. On yeah, I love that. Yeah, like she can go from crawl to stung to bit. Like, mm-hmm. just keep her going. Yeah. Make it a franchise. Make it an wow. anthology. So, yeah, that's my fantasy casting. She I would like, really, that character would really hate zoos. <laughs> yeah. I like that in the mother, the creepy mother and creepy son roles, you guys combined cast the Joker and the Joker's mom. Oh. Oh, my God. You're so right. Because I did not even realize Sydney that. is the Joker. <laughs> it's a man who's been right. I'm the ins- saying. What is this movie really about? Joker. It's the Joker. It's Joker. <laughs> It's the fucking clown movie. It's the clown. I mean, seriously. <laughs> oh, okay. Real original there, Todd Phillips. You just took out the wasps. Yeah, I think you. I think you owe the director of Stung about a billion dollars. <laughs> so where does that then? Uh, where do you feel your towering infernos lie on this one? Again, I with the preface that you've given us. I I'm gonna go. Okay, so I I regret my decision to rank. Um, fire from below <laughs> as highly as I did. <laughs> <laughs> I regret that decision. Mistakes were made. <laughs> I was still on the high of fire fingers. Right, right. Um, sucker for Kevin Sorbo, if ever there was really, one. Really, like, the, the, the throbbing toxic masculinity of that movie <laughs> was just, it, it overwhelmed my senses. <laughs> um... And because of that, I now have to grade on a curve this week. <laughs> because I want to give it less than a three. Uh-huh. And I cannot. Because okay. I gave I gave it, I gave Fire from Below like two and three quarters. Wow, last you really week. did. That's true. I went way too high. <laughs> and I listened to the podcast and I was like, what was I thinking? I was a little astonished. You're like, like, how did everything I say get to that point? I didn't I want like, to attack you. No, but I was. Fair. <laughs> like, I wanted to go higher, higher than I, like, I wanted to go somewhere higher than like I wanted to. Yeah. I shouldn't have gotten as close to a three as I did. <laughs> so that being said, I guess I give uh, Stung a three. Okay. And ultimately it's really getting those threes 
like maybe even a little higher just because the practical effects were so good. Yes. And that's where it's really like if the practical effects on this movie weren't where they are, if it didn't look so, so fucking good. Yeah, it did. The wasps look awesome. They look awesome. There's never a moment where you're like, that looks clearly green screened or CGI. Yeah. You really feel it feels very well done and very, very tactile. Yeah. And so I I guess like yeah, I have to give it it would get it would get lower if it didn't look as good. <laughs> I honestly know. I I really enjoy this movie, but I I feel similarly. Yeah. I'm giving it a 3 as well. Okay. And it is really on the strength of practical effects. I think there is there is so much potential in this movie if there was like I feel like if this had like one of those weird lucky breaks with like that movie Little Monsters that just came mm-hmm. out, the like mm-hmm. oh, the Australian zombie, movie? zombie yeah. comedy starring Lupita fucking Nyong'o and like Josh Gad is in it Mm -hmm. like what a happy crazy bit of of circumstance for that to have worked out for the director Abe Forsyth that really just lifted that movie to the next level if this movie had like one of those crazy casting breaks where like holy shit what's Michael Shannon doing in this movie yeah or like wait a minute why is Denai Guerrera playing (laughs) playing the part of Julia yeah it would have been like one of those crazy holy Lord, this was so much fun and like surprisingly high quality. It's knocking on that door, even if it doesn't quite get past it, but the practical effects, the practical effects and how cool it. it looked and that amazing finale showdown with the mother wasp. Yeah. Keep it in, keep it solidly at a three for me. Okay. How about you, Jason? I truly, and this is very funny because I had already made up my mind. Like by the time the credits rolled <laughs> three, Hey! Okay. Oh my God! <laughs> I, have we wow. ever gone across the no, board? No, we've never gone yeah. across the board. Normally, Jason pulls it down. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, <laughs> Jason's like, uh, "It's not. It's. <laughs> I, don't, I, I mean, I saw it. I watched it. I watched it occasionally while I was doing more important things like watching French cinema." Yeah. <laughs> that's, so, wow. that's Jason. I, yeah, I like guys. that. Somehow, I've become the film something yeah, guy who has a Star Wars podcast. Yeah, and a you comic are. Book the I mean, cinephile. I just assume that's why you're just you. You look down upon. <laughs> So it's a, it's a it is a it Make is a, a three in the room. Yeah, out of out of five towering for Congratulations, Stung. Stung. Wow. You are deeply average. Yeah. Finally did it. <laughs> so then, what does that tee us up for for the next episode? So Amanda? next week, uh, we will be watching the film classic from 1979, Meteor. I am excited. Starring Sean Connery, Sean Connery, and Natalie Wood. Before she died, because I didn't realize that. And apparently of mysterious circumstances, which we can get into on that pod. I, that, I, I mean, the mysterious, it's a, it's a Wikipedia read. <laughs> I, I don't know provide. more about her mysterious circumstances than what I did when I said to Jordan, I thought she died in the 60s and looked up and was like, wow, 81. That is much more recent than I expected. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, so, yeah. So, Meteor, which you can find, you can rent that on Amazon um, is how you would find that. So, rent it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Meteors next week. Um, you can. Do we have any? We don't have any new ratings or anything, do we? Um, you know, a good producer uh, would have checked that. Would have checked that, and but that's why um, we like you. You're our adequate producer. <laughs> so, uh, three infernos. Yeah, you're you're a three infernos kind of guy. Yeah, exactly. I'm a. Um, uh, no, we do not. Okay, so guys. Well, I'm please. disappointed in you all then. Disaster divas. 
Yeah. Come on, help us out. Give us some more ratings. Please, we're some begging more you. Tell more friends. Tell yeah. your mom. Much like Tinkerbell, I don't exist unless getting a constant stream of approval. <laughs> we like using this segment on the show and you're de- you're de- depriving, yes, depriving us. Jesus Christ, I couldn't do that word. <laughs> you're depriving it's us of content. you are. <laughs> it yeah. truly is. I'm so distressed, I can't remember words. <laughs> you're depriving us of good content yes. uh, in everyone's favorite segment, the reviews. Yeah, and also just... Giving us that praise we so desperately need. Yeah. Um, so please, guys, rate, review, uh, share us on Twitter, share us on whatever sites you would like to share us on. Play us over the Thanksgiving table. Oh, like, my God. Oh, wait, no. Is oh, this, this after, after Thanksgiving? But play us over the Christmas yes. table. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the Hanukkah table. Your Hanukkah table. Your solstice table. Yeah. yeah. The Kwanzaa you know, table. There's, there's going to be, what, 15, 16 episodes. That is... That takes you straight from Christmas Eve to that Christmas Day. That gives you Day. almost, that's yeah. most of an advent calendar. You don't have to talk, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You don't have to talk to your family if you listen to all the episodes. Uh, Again. Ideal. So please do all those things. Um, Jordan, where can we find you? Uh, on Twitter at JorCrew, J-O-R-C-R-U. I am at Amanda R. Tubbs. That's Tubbs with two Bs. Jason. Uh, you can find me at Jason Halftones on Twitter or Instagram. Okay, um, you can find the podcast where disaster underscore pod on Twitter. Um, you can email us disastergirlspod at gmail.com. I finally got my that email hooked up to my to my mail system on my phone. I realized the other day I was like, why I should ch- why do we never get any emails? And then I realized it's because they don't get forwarded oh. to my phone. So shout us a holler. But no one emailed holler us, us anyway. Shout. It was yeah. nothing but notifications from Twitter that <laughs> I forgot. I'd forgotten to switch the Twitter notification yep. settings off, and so it was just nothing but that. Key but, decision there. But uh, yeah, so you can follow us on, um, you can email us at disastergirlspod at gmail.com, rate and review on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Play, Snitcher, whatever. Snitcher. I don't know. Stitcher. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> you know, Snitcher, the, the porn podcast <laughs> yeah. app. Know. Sounds dirty. <laughs> um, and we'll be back next week for Meteor. Yes, thanks for tuning in. That might be cool.com. You never know.